How you guys doing? My name is Jake with uh, with Tactical Armament, and today is going to be a unique two-way Procast where I bring on uh, a good friend of mine. His, his name is John. He was uh, an Apache pilot for eight years in the United States Army. Uh, he wanted to start a business. As you know, I'm doing a two-way Pro course. As you may or may not know, I'm doing a two-way Pro course where I am going to walk people through how exactly the steps that I took to earn, you know, over fifty over fifty million dollars in the uh, in the firearm sector in the second amendment community, uh, while running a business. And today what we're doing is essentially he called me the other day, he had an idea and he said, Hey, I was thinking about doing this thing. And I said, okay, well, why don't you come on the podcast and we'll start here and I'll walk you through an entire experiment of basically he's the crash test dummy of whether or not we can get this idea, which, you know, I don't know, it may or may not work, but I'm going to walk him through all the processes and we're starting here today in this podcast. And then I'll record all the other sessions down the road. And, um, you'll be able to kind of walk through this journey with him and uh, either do it concurrently while taking the course or you won't have to take the course at all, I guess, if you don't want to, but it'll all be put together and compiled within that course. And I think it's going to be great for those who want to get out there and start a business in the Second Amendment community and even more importantly, want to write off those firearms and ammunition, which can get uh, pretty expensive, but you can do it with a two-way company. So uh, enjoy enjoy the show. It's a little bit different format. I just wanted to uh, let you know what it was before you wasted any time coming into it and participating in it. And with that, let's get started. So today uh, I got a special guest. John has been a friend of mine for a very long time. You and I have uh, sat on the phone for, I mean, countless hours over the course of the last several years, kind of bantering business ideas, talking sure. business. Uh, you've started several of your own ventures yourself. You're mostly into vehicle tuning, things of that nature. What we're doing today, though, is uh, we are actually going through. I'm gonna I'm gonna establish an experiment based on the ideas that he had to start a company in the second amendment industry, essentially in the, in the tactical industry. Now it was something that he had called me the other day. Uh, and we started having a conversation. He said, Hey, I got this idea. I've already gone out. I've registered domains and I think this is going to crush it. Um, upon initially hearing the idea. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm going to be completely candid and honest with you in this interview right now. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Upon initially hearing this idea, I thought, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> I thought there's no way that this is deep down inside. And I, I knew we were about to have this meeting. Otherwise I would have called you back and I would have discussed this with you over the phone, but I wanted this to be fresh. I wanted you to be hearing this for the mm -hmm. first time here. I didn't think it was a good idea. I, I was thinking to myself, I, I don't know if I would actually purchase this. I don't think I would buy this. Right. And, um, it really kind of took me back to the genesis of my company when uh, I had a partner when I first started the company and I wanted to create a new product. And he said, I don't think I would buy this. I, or he said, I would never buy this. So I'm not going to make this. And I remember getting upset about that because I was in business to serve my market, not to serve him. He's ex Marine recon, right? He's, 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 SWAT, he's a SWAT team commander. Of course, you're not going to buy that shit, dude. Right. right. You want your special shit, right? Right. You're a high speed, low drag guy. So if that's the case, I also told myself, okay, well, let's see what other people say. So this conversation was going to look a lot different today. Okay. Right. I was even having, having a conversation with Nolan and I was like, you know what, I'm going to bring him on and we're going to talk about this and I'm going to, I'm going to try to push him in a different direction and I'm going to tell him that this isn't going to work. But then something happened. Okay. Jason right behind me walked into the office and I said, Hey man, what do you think about this? 
And now you guys are about to find out what it is. A tuxedo t-shirt, but a tactical tuxedo t-shirt. Right. It is a t-shirt that is a, it, it, it's essentially got a plate carrier built into it, right? And it sure. looks like you're wearing, just like you would wear that tuxedo t-shirt, but it would be a tactical tuxedo t-shirt with Molly and things like that. I said, what do you think about that? He was like, yeah, man, I'd buy it. <laughs> right. And I, and I told him too, I even prefaced it with like, this is not my idea, uh, right? This is somebody else. This is third party. You could be as candid and as honest as you want to right. tell me exactly what you think. He'd be like, yeah, dude, I'd buy that. His exact words were, I may not leave the house in it, but I would for sure wear that. <laughs> right. I would for sure wear that. Right. Right. So I was like, huh, maybe there's something to that. But then again, I was like, what type of market are you actually like tapping into right now? How big could that market share actually be? Right. So then it immediately prompted me to walk into my office and use the software called SEM Rush. Huh. SEM Rush, for those of you that don't know, uh, is essentially a keyword uh, tracking tool. And it allows you to get a lot of data on your competitors and on keywords and and use the search volume. It ties into Google AdWords is what it does. Okay. It's giving you all the same data that Google AdWords is essentially going to give you, but it adds a lot of value because it gives you keyword competitiveness based on how many other people are ranking for that keyword. How difficult is it going to be for you to rank on the first page using what strategies like link building and things like that. So I pop in and I say, well, first we got to start with the tactical tuxedo market or right. uh, well, I'm sorry, the, uh, uh, the T the t-shirt tuxedo, tuxedo t-shirt market. Sure. And I wonder what the search volume is on that because if there's nobody searching for a tuxedo t-shirt, how are you ever going to get in front of the eyes of anybody to sell the tactical tuxedo t-shirt? Right? right. Okay. Right. So then I saw something fairly incredible and I've got a screenshot of it right here. And, uh, in the edit, I'll put it up on the screen. But what I, what I saw was that tuxedo t-shirt by itself had a volume of 6,600 searches per month. Now, oh wow, yeah. So, so to put this into context, a lot of the high-selling products that I have on my own website have search volumes lower than that, with a keyword difficulty higher than that. And I'm like, damn. Okay, we got something here. This okay. has a keyword difficulty of 27. What that means is, and this thing, I've seen them go all the way up to 80, 90, even 100. Right. Right. And, and keyword difficulties that you'll find a hard time ranking for is, for example, type in life insurance. It'll probably be a keyword difficulty of like 99, okay. right? Because life insurance, everybody's trying to sell life insurance leads, right? Gotcha, everybody's gotcha. trying to get in there. And so it takes a ton of presence on, on, uh, you know, on your website, it, it takes a really robust re website with high domain authority and high page rank authority and a ton of links to rank anywhere near the first page for a, a term like that. Okay. <clears throat> Even for terms like body armor, very difficult to rank for, right? I think the keyword difficulty is somewhere, if Jason can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's somewhere probably just for the term body armor between 50 and 60. However, we do rank for many terms and I sell a lot of it. Right. Your keyword difficulty is 27. What that means is body armor is 71. Right, just to type, if you type in body armor okay. to rank for that, you have to be established in your industry. You have to have huge domain authority. You have to have a massive amount of links pointing to that website that basically tells Google, "Hey, a lot of people are vetting for this 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 particular website, so we'll go ahead and rank it." Right? Gotcha. You twenty seven. Really, all you have to do is build a site, a, a site, okay, and put some good content on there, right? right. And make sure that your content is. Uh, robust and unique and different from everybody else and, and that you're providing enough value on that website to achieve a low bounce rate, meaning when people hop on your 
your page, they mm-hmm. don't leave very quickly. So <clears throat> um, again, I want to reiterate that the reason why the, the entire purpose of this is to, I wanted to walk you through, we're going to have that conversation like we had on the phone. You're going to tell me exactly what you want to do. You're going to tell me about this product and I'm going to guide you through the next steps of that product. And when we reconvene, those steps will be done. Uh-huh. And then we'll move on to the next step. Cool. What I'm trying to do is take, I, I find this interesting because I'm not betting against you. Sure. At all. Right. I right. want you to succeed. And, and, the, and the reason why I want you to succeed, if I'm being completely candid, is because deep down inside, I wouldn't do this because deep down inside, I don't think it would work. Okay. But the cool thing is, is if it does, that you can take an idea like a tactical tuxedo shirt <laughs> and go make $30,000, $40,000 on it. Right. And if you can do that, if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge ball, man. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that's the way, that's the way I look at it right now. I think it's, I, but I, again, I'm not betting against you. I want nothing more for you to succeed. We're going to do everything except leverage my audience, my assets. You're going to start this as if you are starting just by yourself. The only difference is you'll have me as a mentor guiding you along the way and how to make this succeed. Awesome. So. Give me the, oh, I wanted to go a little bit farther into tuxedo t-shirts. Okay. In the first, so tuxedo t-shirt, tuxedo t-hyphen shirt, t-shirt, tuxedo, and tuxedo t-shirts collectively all have a low keyword difficulty and all of them collectively yield a, uh, a 10,000 search volume on Google every month. Wow. Okay. So, so there's 10,000 people. Just Every searching for those four terms, and there's tuxedo ton of long, there's ton of long tail terms, and that's only on Google. That's not on Etsy. That's not on any other these other platforms that we're actually going to get into and uh, have you uh, or marketplaces rather that we're going to have you sell on. Sure. So before I do that, why don't you tell me, as if I were on the phone with you for the initial time, uh, without the hi, how are you? Uh, just give me your elevator pitch on this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yesterday morning. I open up Facebook and a buddy of mine, Ricky had a post up about what is the most Gucci, what is the best looking tactical gear slash fit for operators. Right. He was like, Oh, the nineties for sure. (laughs) And he's got guys in, uh, the, Oh, we got to, am I talking too directly into the microphone? No, no, no. I was just bringing it down for you. Cool. Yep. Go ahead. Um, and he's got, you know, guys up there in that forest green, camo and I was like, you know, that stuff's pretty cool, but hands down without a doubt, my favorite, the Vietnam era. M81 Woodland's coming back. M81 Woodland is pretty dang sweet. The BDUs, yeah. like yeah. they, they yeah, brought yeah. back the pinks and greens for the army. Yeah. But I think they need to bring back the BDU. Yeah. Anyways. 100%. Well, we are. And we're we're doing a whole specialty product line my on it. Man, that's what's yeah. up. Yeah. So good carry on. All right. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, the nineties are great, but my favorite era hands down without a doubt was like the vietnam green berets you know they're showing up got their their bucket on their head they've got a flak jacket on no shirt yep just everybody's got cigarettes hanging out of their mouth you know (laughs) no fucks given whatsoever right and they're walking through the jungle taking lives yeah breaking people's shit and i was like man (laughs) that is hands down without a doubt like the coolest era and Cal Naughton Jr. from Talladega Nights pops up into my head. And uh, he's got that quote of talking about baby Jesus. Yeah. He's like, my favorite version of Jesus is he's in the front row of a Leonard Skinner concert wearing a tuxedo T-shirt. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it says, you know, I want to be formal, but I also like to party. Yeah. 
And like immediately, like I'm (laughs) equating it to these Vietnam era green berets, you know, like I'm here to fuck shit up and break people's shit. But I also like to party. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dang. It's kind of like a mullet. I need a, it is exactly Mm -hmm. like a mullet. Mm -hmm. Business up front. Party party in the back. back. That's right. But I was like, man, we really have to get a tuxedo t-shirt with tactical gear on it. Like, <laughs> and it doesn't necessarily have to have like actual tactical gear, tactical gear on it, but you know, just some, like a, a plate carrier over the tuxedo t-shirt or okay. like, you know, like a, a pistol mounted up by your chest. But okay. I wanted to do like every era, you know, you'd have like the Nam era, the desert storm era, the G watt era. Okay. And just have all of those like different styles of gear over a tuxedo t-shirt. You're personalizing tuxedo t-shirts for those who would wear one that want to identify in whatever era of combat environment that they happen to be in. Precisely. That is beautiful. I think so. All right. It's silly. It's easy. It's fun. Yeah. Um, And as I'm thinking about that, I'm like, man, I think I know a guy who does second amendment stuff and t-shirt stuff. T-shirt stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I shot you a text message. I mean, literally like, but let's let's back up to sure your domains. Oh yeah, you had yeah, gone through and done exactly what I what I do is when uh, I'll tell you something right now. When I it was funny because I, I saw myself in the mirror while I was talking to you for a little you know a little bit. It was a direct reflection of something that I had done. Nolan and I uh, were talking about doing uh, gray man gear, right? Okay. We we wanted you know we wanted this gray man gear. Uh, can I Nolan? Can I say the name? I can. Okay. All right. So we were talking about <laughs> doing, doing a line of gray man gear, which we still plan on doing. Yeah. And we're like, man, there's really no gear out there that is just directed towards the gray man. And if you guys don't know what gray man is, it is the, uh, the guy that just wants to blend in. Yep. Doesn't want to stand out. He's not wearing five eleven tactical pants. He's not going to be the first person shot when shit hits the fan. Right. They're like, I got to take out the fucking heavy threats first. Exactly. We'll, we'll eliminate the alphas. And yeah. then it basically you're tactically, uh, prepared but you look like a beta. You know what I mean? Right. So you're not, it's like, and so we decided we were going to call it beta man. No, I'm just kidding. It's not, it's not beta. <laughs> beta man. But we're like, we should make high end stuff that people would want to wear something really nice, kind of along the lines, like a tuxedo, not, but sure. you know, John wicky type stuff where yes. I can carry a nice piece of luggage that also, you know, holds an SBR in it. Right. right. That you wouldn't know by looking at me, that I am walking around with a full arsenal of shit that could fuck your world up. Absolutely. And that, and so we were like, well, we've got to make it fancy, right? And so we start brainstorming and spitballing and branding is like something I love. Like I love branding. It is my favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. If I stopped today and I quit everything, right? And I sold the company, I would just go from company to company to company and help them with branding. I love it. It's a, it's just something, it's a total passion of mine. So we got to go and we got to get going and we're like, gray man. Well, what does gray man mean in like other languages? Because anytime you have gray, anytime you have something that says the same thing in a different language, Americans automatically think, well, that sounds fancy. Yes. Well, what does gray mean in Italian? Grigio. Grigio. What does man mean in Italian? Uomo. Now, gray man in English is said gray color first than man. But mm-hmm. as we know in the romantic languages and you speaking Spanish yourself know that si. you put the adjective after the noun, correct? Correcto. Okay. So 
man gray is how it would be pronounced in Italian. So therefore it is, wait for it, uomo grigio. Ooh. Ooh. And so I went through and I registered every fucking name, domain name. <laughs> While I sat there on that table talking to him, I registered every domain name that could have possibly ever been affiliated with Uomo Grigio. Very nicely right? done. Sir. And so, so because you had to have a name that didn't say Gray Man on it, or there goes the entire fucking Gray Man theory. Right. 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 <laughs> if I've got, you know, if everybody knows what a Gray Man is and I put Gray Man on everything we've got, like the luggage and the suits and the whatever it is, right? Sure. Well, it kind of defeats the purpose. Absolutely. Because you're trying to be incognito. Um, but most people don't speak Italian, and most people wouldn't recognize the fact that, you know, Mangre, they don't know, in Italian. Like, it, right. nobody would connect the dots. Right. right? Yeah, it just looks like high-end Tommy yeah. Hilfiger. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. exactly, exactly. And... um um, I, I believe that serves more. And I, so the reason why I tell that story is because I relate to you on going out and registering every domain name that you possibly can get your fucking hands on because you've got an idea that, you know, that sparked the action to call me, which yep. is great. And I highly recommend anybody out there doing that who they're like, Hey, I'm thinking of this name and listen, the .com TLD, which is the top level domain that the .com TLD that is short, concise, and, um, um, to the point, I guess I should say, uh, and heavily branded is, is getting harder and harder to get. It's yeah, harder absolutely. and harder to get those dot coms. And a lot of times they come at a premium. GoDaddy recently went on a campaign where they were buying a lot of those like themselves buying really? a lot of the TLDs. And now they sell them as a GoDaddy premium domain that can cost anywhere between 1500 to $10,000. Wow. What was nor, you know, they're, they're, they're in the business of buying the ones that they're like, yeah, this one could be heavily branded and they'll resell it to you where they would normally just sell it to you for $15 a year, or whatever right. it is. Now they're selling it to you for fucking 10 grand, you know? So good for them. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's a good business decision. Right. Yeah. I have nothing against that. It's free it market and capitalism. Us, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, so if, if, if you've got, you know, that company name, the first thing that I always recommend anybody doing is locking in the domain. You did the right thing there. So how many domains did you register? Somewhere in the neighborhood of 30. Um, I, this was actually a piece of advice that you had given me quite a while ago. Yeah. And anytime I have a great idea, the first thing I do is open up my phone and I start looking at domains. Yes. And when I pulled up tuxedo t-shirt.com and it was available, I was like, Oh dang, like this could be a thing. Right. And then I continued through and there were like anything, every little tack tux shirt, tack tux t-shirt, tack tux T E E shirt. And just everything under the sun that I could possibly grab that was remotely related to tuxedo t-shirts with tactical in so, some form involved in it. I, so I, I would recommend to you, if I were to have started with you throughout this process, uh -huh. right, and you had called me before you registered the domains, here's the direction I would have given you. Okay. And I still give it to you, is use SEMrush or a product like that, right? Yeah. Now, SEMrush exactly is SEMrush. SEMrush is a, uh, it's a search engine management system, right, where you can, it gives you, uh, there's, there's two like really big ones in the industry. There's mm -hmm. Ahrefs, letter A, and then Ahrefs.com. Ahrefs. Ahrefs.com, and then there is, um, and then there's SEMrush. I choose to use SEMrush. I've used both. For mm -hmm. me, SEMrush fits the bill a little bit better. It gives me the data that I need. Um, I think Ahrefs is 
more geared. Uh, it has its advantages. I know that it's more geared around um, link building, things of that nature, okay. and checking. It's got a better. I think it's got a better distribution of like who's got what links and what and why they matter. Um, where SEM Rush has a really good competitor analysis and allows you to really like drill down into other people that are ranking for the words that you want to. Okay. And see what they're doing based on that. And I thought that was more useful to me. And that's why I chose to go the direction of SEM Rush. You'll find that SEOs out there, which are search engine optimizers, okay. SEO is search engine optimization. The, the, the term SEO is search engine optimization, right. but they call the people in that field SEOs because they're search engine optimizers. So you'll find that many SEOs out there will use both platforms, right? Like we have, a, I've got an SEO guy that I consult with on a regular basis, and he's got both. Um, you know, he honestly doesn't prefer one or the other. They're both kind of different things. Um, but I have him using SEM Rush. What I would have had you do prior to registering those domains is say, okay, well, what is the, you know, what is the target keyword that you're going for? Let's look at the competition out there. Let's look at the demand because you okay. can very quickly canvas demand in a market simply by looking at the search volume of that term, okay. right? If people are looking for it, you know, especially with a term that is, uh, commercial like tuxedo t-shirt people aren't looking up a tuxedo t-shirt because they want to know the origin of the company that made it right they don't want to know like what it looks like and just to have a laugh um my educated guess is that people are looking for that because they're they want to buy one right either for themselves or probably for somebody else really right so um what i would have had you do is say okay tuxedo t-shirt like first let's look at tactical tuxedo t-shirt see like just in case is there anybody actually searching for that sure are they yes or no doesn't matter move on to the next step if they are great register the domain right if they aren't well register the domain anyway because that's actually where you want to go is tactical tuxedo t-shirts right but then go into tuxedo t-shirt and all of its variants so instead of using what you did which was i would assume to be uh, what you, words that you were thinking of off the top of your head that somebody would be able to search yep. and then registering domains, you would actually use data within the software using the keyword magic tool inside of SEM rush. Now for those out there that want to know, damn, do I have to spend a hundred dollars a month on SEM rush? Well, I think they have a, a, um, a, a more affordable plan out there. There are other softwares that will do this exact thing. Okay. SEM rush is just the most, and there's free software. It's called Google AdWords. Okay. Right. So you can get a free Google AdWords account and do these searches yourself. It's a great place to start and not spend any money at all. So get yourself a Google AdWords account and you could start typing in those names, right? The beauty of SEM rush is you type in the name into the keyword magic tool. It will spit out like three dozen other terms that have search volume related to that. And I it see. basically generates the ideas for you Okay. with the advent and the, uh, uh, the prolific the with the prolific nature of AI nowadays, I know that there is AI software doing probably an even better job, and I've got to look into it now of SEM Rush. So AI software can really crush some things too. I've had uh, a few ideas around some dot coms that there is actually domain generation software that um, I forget the name of it on uh, on ChatGPTE. Uh, ChatGPTE is a very useful tool. Um, that you can get and it's a it's it's gpte.ai and what it does is it allows you it gives you a search function to search all the available ai tools out there based on what you want to do okay so if i type in domain for example domain tools 
right? There's Domain Brainstormer, right? Um, Domains GPT. And what these things will do is you just give it like, hey, I want it to be a moniker. I want it to be uh, an exact match of what I'm trying to do. I want it to, the name not to mean anything, but to sound like a moniker. So like Tacticon. Sure. We took the word tactical, made Tacticon. Doesn't fucking mean anything at all. It's just, it sounds kind of like tactical, but it's not, right? right? So what this software will do is you put the idea in, you put the word in, it'll spit out a bunch of ideas, but it'll only do it on available domains. Really Clever. Cool. It's really, really cool. So wow. there's a lot of tools out there that can really aid in that. So that'll be a whole nother course in and of itself, but just know that that exists, right? Because you don't know what you don't know. So it gives the opportunity to kind of dig into that. But gpte.ai will give you all these tools. You would be able to see those. So I guarantee, I, this is again, just an educated guess, but I'd, I'd be willing to bet money on it, that the domains that you chose off the top of your head probably don't even have any search traffic. Probably They're probably not. something that, you know, maybe some of them do, but maybe many of them don't. So it would give you, uh, we just always want to use data, okay. right, to make our decisions in business. Otherwise, you're just walking into a casino at that point. Sure. You might as well just, you know, be pulling on the, on the slots at that point. So um, use data to back up your decisions on what domains you're going to register. Um, you know, you could have probably... Uh, I, how many? How much money did you spend on those uh, thirty domains? They're fifteen dollars a piece per year, right? Yeah, so you I, dropped I think four hundred and fifty like bucks somewhere in the neighborhood of four. It was right around four hundred bucks or so. Right. So what could have happened was instead of spending four hundred bucks, you probably could have got like a three month free trial with like SEM Rush or something, and then paid a hundred dollars a month. That would have carried you into like a six month subscription, and then only purchased maybe a hundred dollars mm-hmm. worth of domains that would have even mattered. Okay. You see what I'm you see where I'm going with that? Yeah. Now yeah. you've got a tool that can really help you not only build your site with keywords, but also could have pointed you towards the high highly maximized keywords to put within that www and the dot com that would have really made a huge difference. And right. you could have taken the money and invested in a software that would have done done the work for you. So that's sure. that's just a um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But looking back, that's that's how I would have done it had we had the conversation beforehand. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Quick question. Did you find a was the domain available for tuxedo t-shirt.com it was get the fuck out of here did you um, register that no i did not you um, need because they they wanted several thousand dollars for it i think this is one of those situations got it where they had pinged it and got it yeah 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 it was available um but i, I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like 1600 bucks what would have probably been best for you mm-hmm. is there there's a lot of power in in a, in a domain, it doesn't hold right. nearly as much weight as you used to be able to get your keywords between your W and your dot com, mm-hmm. right? And then Google held a huge, their algorithm held a huge amount of weight on on your URL. Right. Um, the good news is is they don't anymore, which okay. is great because it just doesn't allow somebody with deep pockets to go out and buy a ten thousand dollar domain and automatically outrank you because the name is within the W and the dot com. Okay. Now it's more in the quality of your content your bounce rate, how many links you got to the site, right? Those are the things that matter in SEO. Um, I feel like this is a total SEO podcast now or event now, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, good but information. It, but it's, it's incredibly important yeah. because you have to think about all these things before moving forward because branding is difficult enough. Rebranding is like next level fucking hard, right? So if I were to take Tacticon and turn it into fucking Macticon, I would, dude, I'd have to change signs and business cards and website URLs and rebuild things. And every single, every single, um, you know, screen printed or sewn in 
logo that I have on every single product would have to change. It's a nightmare, dude. It's enough of a nightmare for me having to go from Concealed Carrier LLC, right? Well, that's the that's the parent company, but it's sure. enough enough of a nightmare going from Concealed Carrier on some of my products, trying to shift them over to Tactica, all Tacticon products, because I don't want to carry those two divisions anymore. I just right. want it all to be under one umbrella. That's a bitch, right? And I've got a lot of resources at my disposal, and, right. and, and, and that's a bitch. Yeah. So you really want to get it right, right out the gate, regardless of what you're doing. Um, so having said that, my biggest recommendation for you, if you were to sell these in no, if let's say nobody's searching for tactical tuxedo t-shirts, I would assume they're not probably not. Probably I, not. I haven't checked. I haven't checked either. Uh, maybe Jason can, can give us a, some insight real quick. He, he looks things up while we talk and then we can, you know, we have the information in front of us as we, as we keep going. So if there were nobody searching with that for, for that, what would they no. be? What's that? He's shaking his head. No. There, nobody is. Okay, cool. Right on. He's got nothing. So that's great. So now we go to the next step. Mm-hmm. How do we get in front of the eyeballs of people who would buy that? And I'm going to go, I'm going to tell a story real quick about how I did it. Okay. Product number one was a purse holster, right? Nobody right. was looking for a purse holster because purse holsters didn't really exist. What people, what women will were buying, right? What women were buying initially was a concealed carry purse. So if I had a device the, the first product that Tactica never made was if I had a device that would go inside of a purse, lock into the edges of a purse, and allow a woman to use her current purse, her current Gucci handbag and Prada mm-hmm. handbag and all yeah. the things that women like to carry, to carry inside of her own purse in a safe manner, which is one-handed draw. Because women would carry in their own Prada purses or whatever it was, but they would put the firearm in a holster and they would drop the holster in their purse. Well, now you need two hands to remove the firearm, defeating you know, the entire I, we, purpose. Yeah, we yeah. don't need to explain to people why that's bad. Right. So, <clears throat> um, but how do I get in front of the eyeballs? Right. So I had to think about it. What were women looking for that were going to carry in their purse? Obviously, it's off body carry. It's not really recommended, but women do it. So, nonetheless, make a better product uh, to get it done. Well, I found that they were searching for concealed carry purses, particularly because nobody was searching for concealed carry purse holsters. It just right. wasn't a search term. Nobody was looking for it. So I began marketing in front of the eyeballs of the women who were con- who were looking for concealed carry purses and offering a substitution of a product that was not only like a third of the price, but it was but it was more effective because now they could use their current purses, right? And every right. woman, most women have many purses in their closet that they would prefer to carry over, you know, like Zhengjing Concealed carry purse, right? From, like this no name, probably, yeah. you know, Chinese made uh, concealed carry purse that came from China, right? Yeah. Just, Brilliant. It, it's just a fact. So um, it allowed me to, to, to offer the alternative and it really took off when I started doing that. Okay. I didn't make any sales prior to that. So but as soon as I offered the alternative in front of the eyeballs and how I would do that is I would say, what terms are they searching for? Right. I would advertise on those terms. So okay. even though it wasn't a concealed carry purse, Somebody would type it in, the ad would pop up, whether it was pay-per-click on Amazon, Etsy, or Google, the ad would pop up and they would go, well, what is this? A thing I could put in my purse instead of buying an entirely new purse? Right. And it's less money? Interesting. This is cool, right? And uh, and we made a lot of sales that way. Okay. Right? And so for you, what I would recommend is you find the people that are looking for a tuxedo t-shirt. Okay. And then you offer them an alternative but you always offer them the original, the original tuxedo t-shirt, All right. because if they're looking for it, they're going to go and they only want that. And they're already on your page. Well, 
Of course. Like, give it to them, right? Right. And one thing that I probably would have done differently if I would have started that concealed carry purse holster would also offer some variation of a concealed carry purse as well because some okay. women are just held in on, I want the whole purse to do the thing. Right. And I probably lost a lot of sales by not being able to collect some sort of a lead and then remarket a purse back over to that person. And in hindsight, I would have done it like that. So sure, make the tuxedo t-shirt, but offer the alternative of the tactical tuxedo t-shirt. Right. And the cool thing is, like especially when you get into like Facebook marketing, is you can target people who have searched that term before or have who would be a good candidate for that, but also target people who follow Cabela's and follow like, you know. Oh, okay. You know, so you can like target your advertising or based on like they're looking for a tuxedo t-shirt, but they are also interested in other. Correct. Genres. Okay. Yeah. It's behavior targeting. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. It's behavior targeting. So you can actually drill down into what groups do they follow? Um, uh, it's not just what, what groups do they follow, follow, uh, their age, okay. uh, their gender. Uh-huh. Uh, you can get into, you can get into all those demographics, uh, geographic demographics as well. Um, yeah. I mean, there's the, the sky's the limit as far as like hone down as you want to go. But I always, I never recommend really like drilling down super niche at first. Uh, the recommendation this is a whole different podcast or, or, or session of uh, training session, I guess we should call this, um, is to get close. Like, look, are, are women or when men going to wear this? Probably, you, probably men, probably men. Yeah. But if you don't know for sure, keep it open to men and women because they may buy it for their spouse, right? Uh, age range, mm. right? Like you know for sure that like kids under 18 probably aren't going to buy this. Maybe. Or maybe, maybe. right? right. I mean, maybe it's under 14. So in, maybe you – let's just play hypothetical. Maybe you know for sure that nobody over 60 is going to order it. Sure. Hypothetically. Hypothetical. You're like there's just no market for it. So you absolutely exclude those out because you don't want your – uh, your impressions of your ads to be going in front of those people. But then you use that at, you know, five, 10 bucks a day, collect some data, like see what demographic is actually clicking it and converting into, okay. you know, some sort of lead. Then you drill down a little bit more based on who's performing and who that, who it'll get served to more people, but only certain people will take action. Then your funnel will go down a little bit further. And that's when you have the ability to spend more money. Okay. Right. That's when you could say, okay, now I have like, I've retargeted a little bit better and I spend more money. And I'm, so that's, I'm going to stop there because I could, we could, I could talk about it for another two hours. Um, but as of right now, you have your domains. I do. You have the idea. Arguably too many. Uh, arguably too many domains. <laughs> uh, I highly recommend that you, uh, that you pick one. Okay. And you build uh, a site on that. Right. Right. So take these. Uh, I'm going to give you some action steps here and I'm going to help you through the process while you do it. If you don't know where to go, all right. right? If you don't know how to do it, I will walk you through the process. We'll record the sessions and I'll show you how to, I'll show you how to build a site. First of all, who is hosting your uh, domain and your site? Where'd you Uh, purchase the domain? I purchased the domain through GoDaddy. Through GoDaddy. Okay. They, they, they can also host. That's totally fine. If you're doing things like t-shirts, not a big deal. GoDaddy's a proper host for that. Okay. Um, I don't trust anybody in the second amendment industry, except, or I, I don't trust any hosting platform in the two A industry, except for SiteGround. SiteGround. I've done a lot of diligence to, for people to host my sites and they seem to be the most like firearm friendly. Cause here's okay. the thing. If you get a, 
if you get the host of a site now, just if for people that don't know out there, a host is somebody that provides the server that actually houses the information on your website for you. At any given time, that company could be like, you know what? We don't want to host guns anymore. And they could shut your shit down. Uh, right. right. Yeah. So you have to find somebody. I've already found somebody and that's why I recommend SiteGround. But, okay. um, however, this is a t-shirt. No one's going to shut you down over a fucking t-shirt. So Maybe. you can, you can continue with GoDaddy and host your site on GoDaddy. That, okay. that, that could be, that could be just as easy. SiteGround will be more expensive. Okay. Right? So if you're looking at, you know, just spending a few bucks a month on the hosting and having that shared web hosting that they offer. I don't think, I don't know if SiteGround even offers that. I think they do. They've got some special package, but, um, you know, you can absolutely make your own decisions at that point. I am very well versed with SiteGround and I can help you probably faster with SiteGround. I know where to go and how to navigate it. Sure. Um, whereas I'd probably have to relearn a little bit with GoDaddy, but most of those platforms are, are, are very similar. I've, I've used HostGator before. I have used GoDaddy a, uh, Ghost Daddy, Go Daddy a long time ago, right. and now I'm at SiteGround. Okay. Right? Um, uh, so uh, that being said, your first step is to get hosting and to do a uh, WordPress install on your website. And the reason why you're going to do a WordPress install, and people are like, ah, but what about Shopify? Sure, you can use Shopify, no problem. Right. But Shopify is going to cost you more money. Um, I have both a Shopify site and a WordPress site and I prefer WordPress, but it may be biased because I've been using WordPress for so much longer. WordPress is open source. It's free. They've got nothing against the second amendment. The reason why I don't like Shopify, but the only reason I'm on Shopify is because I had a, I built out a secondary website and just out of pure curiosity. And I had to because Google wouldn't allow me to advertise text-based advertising as long as I had sites and optics on their sites. For some reason, Google thinks that they're evil. And so I couldn't do the proper PPC advertising for my body armor because I even had a optic on my site somewhere. It just wouldn't oh, wow. allow me. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. So I, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to build a new site with only body armor. So okay. I called the site, usamadebodyarmor.com, and uh, I built it on Shopify. It was, it's a fantastic resource. Shopify is fucking amazing. It really is. But if you get, and you can use it yeah. for this actually. Okay. There's you, if you, if you prefer, it may be more user-friendly for you to actually get into Shopify and use Shopify. But if you ever go anything beyond t-shirts, like if you started selling like plate carriers, armor, and again, I did it like kind of at my own risk, but they have a very, I looked into their terms of service and it says you, we do, I'll give you an example. Fuck terms of service. I'll, I'll just give you an example of what they did. They shut down AR-15 discounts, I think was the name of the company that they shut down. Maybe I have a different company, but um, maybe I'm remembering this differently. Maybe Jace could look it up. They shut down a company, and I think it was AR-15discounts.com that was hosted on Shopify because they were, you know, potentially a, uh, they were in a dangerous industry and it didn't conform with their TOS. So wow. overnight, they turned off the fucking faucet on that on those dudes' revenue. Because of Second Amendment policy. So then they have to go through and completely build a whole new site. Correct. With someone else. Yep. And yep. I mean, the bills are still coming in. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. And it completely fucks your SEO. So then is the, like the terms of service, are they relatively vague that basically just kind of keep it open to Shopify's are, shut down? Shopify's are very clear. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. It, it is. We do not allow firearms and ammunition period, to be sold on our site. Yeah. Period. Full stop from what we saw. So then, I mean, was, was this site like actually selling yes. firearms and ammunition? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so Jason just, uh, Jason just told me that, 
Um, yeah, there were several others being uh, shut down as well for the wow. same thing. Yeah, and I, and I did hear about that, and some of them weren't even selling firearms. I, I was reading, you know, little blogs here and there that that had um, kind of insinuated that although they weren't even FFL products, they were still getting shut down. So you got to be careful about that shit in the Second Amendment industry. Okay, really do. So um, who is hosting your platform? Is okay. So this is going to be a bit of a tangent, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go here anyway. There is a hosting company, and I'm going to try to bring this to fruition. Um, a neighbor of mine is the chief technical officer. He's the CTO for a company that has a server farm. It was started by a uh, it was started by a group, a conglomerate of churches of Christian churches. Okay, that was tired of having their website shut down for their beliefs. It is basically a free server hosting industry. That no matter what industry you're in. They're allowing you to host your website worry-free without ever shutting you down. Really? Yeah. Doesn't okay. matter. And they're open to everybody. Even though they're a Christian server, they're like, it, you know, Christianity, Islam, they don't give a shit. Firearms, explosives, whatever you want to do, yeah. you should be allowed to do as long as you're not breaking any laws. So these guys are like 1A pro. They're 1A pro, 2A pro. They're constitution pro. Yeah. Period. That's great. Yeah. And so they're they're kind of they're kind of up and coming and he just got he just landed the job as CTO. So more to come on that. More to come on that. I might switch everything. That's over. really exciting. Because I, I really like that. Yeah. I really like that mentality. Yeah. Because there's there are so many layers in which people can shut you down in this industry, right? Sure. It could be the Amazon layer. Maybe you're on Amazon and Amazon has fucking pulled your listing down or, or suspended your account. They've done that to me. Like these yeah, are dangerous places to like they're dangerous arenas to play in when you're in the two A industry because there's just so much opinion and politics, even though it's a right, it's a constitutional right. Right. You know, it's not like we're talking about, I, I can understand the marijuana debate, right? We don't not comfortable with banking with you because marijuana is still federally prohibited. Right. Not that I agree with it. It's federally prohibited, but I get it. Like I get why companies are a little reluctant. Sure. Right. At any time the feds could come in and just wipe you off the face of the fucking earth. And then how do we get our money back on that loan? But the two way is baked into our constitution yeah. and has been so right. Right. So I don't understand, uh, why it, why there's, why there's so much, um, it's not federally prohibited. It's arguably federally <laughs> promoted. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, um, wow. at any rate, you've already got your domains. You want to get the hosting you want to install. I would rec, I would recommend a WordPress site. Um, I like WordPress a lot. Like WooCommerce, you're not paying a monthly WooCommerce. fee. It's called WooCommerce. It's WooCommerce. a plugin. It's a plugin that you will install with WordPress. Even if you go with GoDaddy, uh, if you go with GoDaddy, or if you go with SiteGround, wherever you end up going with, uh, oftentimes they'll have a very seamless Woo, WordPress and WooCommerce integration into your site. So okay. you'll just go into the domain and say, "Do you want hosting?" Be like, "Yeah, two ninety nine a month shared plan, no problem." And then next scene, it'll click on, "Would you like to do a WordPress?" Uh, and WooCommerce install. And you'll say, yeah. And it just installs everything for you on the site, which is light years beyond how you had to do it like 10 years ago when I first started building WordPress sites. You had to go into your FTP files and like install the. It still wasn't hard, but it was way more difficult than it is now. It's very easy. You just go in and follow the prompts and be like, yeah, I want WordPress with WooCommerce. Go ahead, boom, and it sets it up. And then from there, you begin adding your products and building out your site. Okay. Right. Homepage should always give a call to action above the fold. So if somebody lands on tuxedotshirts.com, there will be a banner with very clear of who you are, what you're selling, and some sort of call to action 
okay. right there. Before anybody can scroll down or go anywhere, there's like, hey, save 15% by giving us your email and getting on this list, whatever it is. There's got to be a call to action on every page that somebody lands on above the fold, meaning they don't have to scroll down to get there. So that's the next action step that I'll, that I'll give to you. Um, I would open up an Etsy account. An Etsy account? Yes. And Etsy is a fantastic way to make and sell T-shirts right? Not to make t-shirts, but a fantastic way to sell t-shirts in a marketplace where people are already in there looking for stuff with their wallets out. Right. Nobody really researches on Etsy or Amazon. People go on Etsy and Amazon with a, a, a very heavy intent to purchase. They need that dopamine rush. We have way heavier intent to purchase than they would on Google. Okay. Google's more of a research platform. Sometimes it's a I plan on buying something platform. Sure. But when you get on a marketplace, your your wallet's out. You're ready to go. You're like, I'm gonna find something that I want on this thing. I don't go to Amazon to 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 poke around. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. every once in a while I'll be like, I wonder how much this thing costs or buy something. Now. Right. But I go on Amazon with intent to buy. Yeah. And when you're on Amazon or you're on Etsy, then you get very targeted customers with very very uh, very much so intent to buy. So highly recommend on getting a marketplace. Plus all your traffic's already built in. Okay. Yeah. There yeah. is internal SEO that you need to do in Etsy, right? And you need to do an Amazon to, to optimize your listings inside of Etsy so that they show up in the search results. Right. And there are things that you could do to do that. Every marketplace is different. I know Amazon's algorithm is heavily predicated on velocity of sales and the velocity of your reviews and the quality of your reviews. So the more objects that you sell on a daily basis, sales velocity, okay. against the more reviews that you get as a percentage of those sales, and the better those reviews are, all feed into where they're going to put you on the first page of those search engine results. So that's why it's very important to solicit reviews for your products very quickly and at a high ratio of your sales. Because if Etsy sees you, Etsy's fairly similar in that in that respect. Most most are because it works for Amazon, and if it works for them, it works for everybody else. So when you start, you know, selling, you make sure that you do whatever you've got to do: handwritten letter inside of that T-shirt, follow up with an email. Hey, do you mind leaving me a, a review? I'm just a small business. You are a if if you guys and, and you guys may not know this, John McDonald was an Apache pilot. I'll say that he was a uh, he's a combat veteran. He's an Apache pilot. Use that, especially in the two-way industry, to your advantage. Now, you don't need to exploit your veteran status, but it, the reason why it works for, to your advantage is people, it builds trust. There's only one thing that you're trying to establish with your customers at any given point in time, and it is trust. I don't care if it's a fucking T-shirt or if it's a firearm, right? People buy from you because they like you, not because they like the thing. Usually, usually. What does this company represent? What does this person represent? Think about this. If you had some dude, would you, you had two people come to your door. One was a dickhead, didn't take care of himself, disheveled, didn't treat you right, selling you the best solar product in the world for your house. The next guy was super likable, was very respectful of your time, was cleaned up, clearly took care of himself, ate right, his hair was done, right? And he presented himself in a professional manner, but he had a mediocre product. Just imagine who you would buy from, right? Who'd you even listen to, to know that that product was the best? Right. Right. Who would right. you believe? Yeah. Who would you, and this is the ultimate part of all that is who would you trust? You're going to trust the guy that takes care of himself. Cause if he can take care of himself, if you don't give a fuck about yourself or the way you look or the way you present yourself, why would you care about me? 
Why'd you care about the soul you're about to put on my house? How sure. can I believe you? How can I trust you? Right. I can't trust you. Like you don't even take care of your, your own shit. Right. So the immediate connection for trust is look, if this guy was willing to dedicate eight years of his life to this country, fly Apaches, go to combat. He's probably not going to fuck me out of the 15 or the 20, 25, $30, whatever your price point is going to be on the t-shirt that you're going to sell me. People obviously don't know Apache pilots. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up dirt bags. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up dirt bags. Yeah, that, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. It just, it, it immediately builds some trust. All right. That's why we put Trust Pilot Reviews front and center on our website. It's like one of the first things you see. It's like 11,000 five star reviews for Tacticon. The reason why I do that is because if nobody knows who I am, then like, who the fuck are you? And why are you different than? these other companies that I already do know who you are, right? That who they are. Right. I, why the fuck am I going to trust you? So God, that's so wild. 11,000 five-star reviews. I mean, I remember Well, it's like 4.7 or some shit like that, but yeah, it's not either way. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I get what you're saying that regardless of the exaggeration, yeah. I, I just remember the, the early days when you're getting this thing off the ground and it's like, Hey man, <laughs> I, need, leave, I need a review. I'll suck your dick for a review, yeah, bro. Suck your yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I do. And I remember that. I, I mean, was the grind of watching yeah. you come from, you know, building all this out of your garage to yeah. where you are now. I mean, guiding people on their journeys is just, it's incredible. Thanks, I, man. I total sidebar, that. but yeah. No, it's, yeah. It's I, really I, incredible. I, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. So you're going to have to get in there and do things that, can potentially be automated down the road, which is like, hey, family and friends, like, would you mind just like making a purchase on this and like leaving a leaving a review for me, even right. an honest review? Like, it doesn't matter. You don't have to fake the fucking review. Like, if there's some, in fact, reviews, especially now in the age of people f like faking fucking reviews and 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 doing fake reviews and and um and and paying straight paying for reviews, it means a lot to me when I see a good review, four or five stars that also throws some cons in there because not everybody likes everything 100%. Right. So when I see a good review and I read that good review, it's like, hey, I really like the X, Y, and Z, but wasn't too much of a fan of the ABC, but overall a really good product. That to me is a real review. Absolutely. So if you're getting reviews, just a little sidebar on this conversation, it's important to get reviews. It is the most important. Number one thing that you could do when you start selling your product is establish social proof. Have people just be honest, right? And most people will be, you know, no one's going to leave you a terrible review if you know who they are, unless, you know, I don't know if you ask the wrong person, maybe, you know, <laughs> I can think of a few. Yeah. <laughs> Next two of us. <laughs> um, uh, so that being said, well, now, now you've got kind of the infrastructure set up, right? So you start okay. putting, putting the site together and this is kind of just a vague, you know, a lot of what I'm telling you is, like what to do, but not necessarily how to do things. Right. So do what you can, but if you get stuck, give me a call. Certainly. Do what you can. If you get stuck, let's hop on a Zoom call. We'll okay. record it and help everybody else. Sure. Right? Yeah. Get as far as you can. You'd be amazed at like the information that the internet has, but the whole point of this two-way pro course that we're doing right now, right? You're kind of like in the beginning stages. Like right. this is just, I'm shooting in the fucking dark here. Yeah. Right. I'm just trying to establish experiments, see what works and what doesn't so that I can make the most efficient course possible. But the point of a course is so that you don't have to go down the rabbit hole of 50,000 different YouTube videos. Right. Who's lying to me? Yeah. Who's not? What advice is good? What's not? I'm going to tell you 
what I did to make me successful over the last 10 years of being in business. Now, not 10 years of Tacticon, 10 years of like baby clothing and Tacticon. Sure. <laughs> right. Right. So we are going to, uh, we are going to walk down this, uh, uh, path together. Uh, that is the initial action point that I want you to start with, right? Okay. Is you've got to get the infrastructure started. I'm going to give you one last, one last thing to do while you're kind of in the midst of setting up your site and getting the hosting together um, and getting your Etsy account started and hopefully maybe even an Amazon account started. Amazon's a little bit difficult to, to get started on, especially when you're doing shirts and things like that. Okay. They've, they, they put up some pretty heavy red tape, but uh, you know, you've got to go through a process and you actually have to have like a business license and an EIN and all that stuff. So, sure. so be careful with some of these sites. I know with Etsy, you can sell personally. I don't think you could do that on Amazon. You're actually okay. going to have to go out and get an EIN, but eBay, eBay. No, you can, eBay, you no. can anytime. Like, no, I mean, like, can, like, should I start an eBay account? Man, eBay's hit or miss. I would, okay. it, it's a marketplace. I would try. Okay. I would try. I've never had any luck on eBay, so I don't recommend eBay. Okay. But you know, for some people it may really work. So, sure. um, I can't, you know, you know, give it a shot. You know, you just post a listing up and, you know, see if anybody bites. Um, I do highly recommend getting an EIN. You don't have to go out and establish a full company right now because you're just trying to see if this works. You don't want to invest any more money than you have to, but you can go establish a business name, just register it with the County, right? Get an EIN. It'll be very helpful to get okay. an EIN. And then, um, you know, if you start generating money, uh, you can go out and use that EIN to go get a, you know, a, a business bank account. But all of those things can happen later. I mean, some people invest so much time into setting the infrastructure up for a business and not enough time validating a concept, not enough time putting the energy into the marketing, not enough time putting the energy into the design of the product. Okay. So do the important stuff first. Do the, I mean, this is, this goes against all popular thought right? It'll go against anybody's advice out there for business. Well, you got to get, got to get your insurance set up and then you got to get your bank account set up and then you got to get your LLC. I can show you how to do all that shit. Right. But dude, you're going to waste so much fucking time doing it that by the time you get done doing it, you're going to be burnt out and you're not going to have a product to sell. The best motivation you could ever have when starting your first product, when starting a business is that first sale. Right. Dude, fucking, if somebody handed you their hard earned money to get a thing that you made for them, that will light a fire under your ass to go do everything else. Then you'll go get your fucking LLC and then in your bank account document. You see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, just it, I, that's the only way to go about it. Let's validate first. Let's get it for sale first. I am a little bit lucky in that department. I do. I did establish a, a C corp. Um, for tuxedos? So not tuxedos specifically for tuxedos. <laughs> I was like, holy no, shit, you're no, incorporated. No, 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 no. You're um, like, we're actually public. We're on the New York. Yeah, Stock I don't know if you know this, like but it's T-U-X-E. <laughs> T-U-X-E on the We went public yesterday. On the NASDAQ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. T Oh, that's fucking great. Yeah, we generated uh, $5.6 billion in revenue in our first day. Yeah. No big deal. But. Speaking of potential revenue, I mean, if you just look at it from the Google search perspective, and let's say the, the ones that I looked up, there were 10,000 searches, right? Let's say you can capture half of that okay. by ranking first, right? Right. Like most people, I think 60% of people land on the first search result, 70% actually. So let's say you get, you know, 6,000 searches per month. It's... This is very conservative, by the way. Sure. You can get 6,000 clicks per month if you start ranking in the top three for the term that you're searching for without any paid ads, right? So you get 6,000 people landing on the site. The average conversion rate for a, for a well-converting site is about 3%. You okay. can usually, I mean, mine is, uh, mine is 
closer to five, but no, no, I'm just, <laughs> no big deal. No, but we've, we've optimized conversion to where we've brought it from three up to 3.5 up to four, 4.5. Right. But let's call it three, 3% of, uh, 6,000 is roughly 180. Yeah. Right. So it's a 180. So you would get, if you had 6,000 people looking for tuxedo t-shirts that had clicked on your site, which is not hard to do based on the search volume. Sure. You would have an 180 sales on a monthly right basis. And if you just want to call that 200 for multiplying purposes, don't have a calculator out right. and you're selling those shirts for, for multiplying purposes, I'll call it 30 bucks a shirt. What is that? 6,000, yeah. $6,000 $6, a month. $6,000 a month. Just and if you're making, you know, 50 to 60% margins, which you should be, that is two to $3,000 a month. Just static. Static. Just the just plain by tuxedo t-shirt. Yeah, it's like, just a plain not tuxedo even going into the Not even going into the tactical, right. Yeah, not even marketing wow. the guys that don't know that it exists, okay. right? Really cool little business model. Um, I also want you to go in and, and uh, set up a, um, a Printify account. Printify. Printify is a... Um, it is an on-demand printing T-shirt company that will okay. actually feed directly into WooCommerce, WordPress, Shopify, Etsy, all of these platforms. Uh, when somebody orders something, it will kick it out to the person who's actually making the shirt. Okay. Right? And then they will print it and ship it to the customer. And it's completely hands-off. It's very nice. That is beautiful. Or you can go to a local print shop, and the, the only difference is, is local print shops, you'll have to find somebody, the, the work that you're trying to do, everybody on Printify, most of these guys are DTG. DTG, it's what is DTG? Direct to garment printing. Direct so, <laughs> Nolan, Nolan said it's down to gay, so. Down to gag. Oh, down to gag. Down to gag. Printing. I'm down with all of the above. <laughs> I'm down with all of the above. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> um, so, uh, direct to garment printing, you're gonna need that. Because the design that you're going to have is fairly complex. There are, you know, bow, yeah. bow, bow ties and vests, bow ties and then and also molly and, and hand some, grenades, probably and, some shading and hand grenades, yeah. right, going in there. And it would be very difficult to do that with a screen. Not that it can't be done, but I can venture to say that somebody is not only if they had a screen printing operation, they are going to require you to order like 500 quantity. units yeah. quantity. Yeah. And at that point, you may actually be able to bring your cost down below what a DTG printer would, would give to you, but it, it, it's, it's a huge barrier to entry. It's a, it's a large investment up front. So having said that, you're going to want to go direct garment printing, whether it's local or whether it's on Printify. Okay. But either way. Um, next thing you're going to do, you're going to go to wholesale. Um, I don't have the site. You're going to find a, you're going to find a t-shirt website that you can get your shirts from. Uh, that sells wholesale shirts. Now, there are a ton of them uh, out there. I know there are companies like jiffyshirts.com. This is not necessarily where we get ours. We get ours from like t-shirtwholesaler.com or something like that. But there's there's a ton of these sites that offer um, wholesale t-shirts. Jiffy shirts, um, wholesale t-shirts. If you just type in wholesale t-shirts, like blankstyle.com, shirtmax.com, and there's a ton of these, and they all start at like $2 a shirt for the Gildans. Okay. Right? Um, get some samples, samples that I recommend. I mean, the shirts that we wear here are uh, Bella Canvas 3413Cs, right? That's what we <laughs> Bella on Canvas 3014Cs. 3413Cs. It's a Bella Canvas 3413Cs. It's a tri-blend. My recommendation the most comfortable shirts that I can find 
no matter what you get, it doesn't have to be the Bella Canvas. It could be a Next Level. Next Level's got a really good tri-blend as well. But just get a tri-blend if you're looking to get a quality tri-blend. shirt. Gotcha. Tri-blends are 50% cotton, 25% polyester, and 25% rayon. And they're, and they're just comfy. Poly. They really are. They fit well. They're comfortable. So, But if you're looking to save money, you're going to want to go 100% cotton, right, or a cotton poly blend, and you can get those shirts as low as 3 or $4 a piece. Okay. But the shirts, these shirts, even the one that I'm wearing right now, is going to be um, probably closer to 7 8 even $10 a piece. Oh, right? wow. Okay. So, yeah, they, they can get pretty expensive. And the more you buy, the more you save. So, so I mean, would it be now beneficial to offer, like, different tiers of tactical t-shirts like hey you can get the cotton one for 12 bucks i highly recommend you just make the decision very easy for the customer okay yep keep it simple keep it super simple yeah just give them size options okay and design options because then you can start going into like trying to explain the comfort of the t-shirt level don't even allow them to choose that all right do that work for them okay pick the most comfortable t-shirt that you could find do that work for them and that'll add a lot of value to your to your process. Right. Like, man, they can't even tell me which one's the best. You know what I mean? It's, I would want it. I would want a t-shirt coming in and tell me what I'm wearing as far as like the type of t-shirt. I wouldn't want an opportunity to choose. Sure. The only thing you're going to do with these t-shirt companies, if you plan on doing the printing on demand, the only thing you're going to be doing with the t-shirt companies is ordering samples. Okay. So you're going to find Jiffy shirts or a place that offers you the best prices. You're going to go through each one of these companies. There's so many of them out there. I can link you in with a guy who's already kind of done this work. Mm-hmm. He's his whole house. I just sat next to him and his wife in my daughter's volleyball game yesterday. And she was like, tell him to stop buying t-shirts. I have boxes all over my house because he's got a company where he's trying to find the right shirt and right. he's obsessing over it. Yeah. He's like going crazy. About yeah, yeah, it. He's yeah. like, I need, which is a great thing. I love it. Right. Sure. He's like, I got to find the perfect shirt. Well, he did. Right. Yeah. He did. He gave it to me. I was actually wearing it right before I changed into this shirt. Okay. It's like a next level shirt. It's fucking amazing. It's tribal. It's awesome. But he ordered a ton of samples from a ton of different companies, saw what service he liked best, and then picked one. That's what I want you to do. Okay. I want you to find the one that you really like. Because when you do that, you'll get that model number. You'll go back to the print on demand, which is Printify. Printify. And then you could find the suppliers who use that T-shirt to print on. Okay. You don't need to buy the, if you go to a local shop that's doing direct garment printing, you'll have to buy the shirts and go to the shop and say, here are my shirts. Print gotcha. this. So now but if I you're doing print on them directly to the shop, no, I have to physically walk them into the shop. If you have a physical shop that you're working with locally, yeah, it's going to be printing for you. Okay. You, Oh, you could, you could ship them to yeah. that. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You okay. could ship them to that shop directly and say, here, you're going to be receiving a shipment. Those, those shirts, they could probably order them for me too. They, They've got all the ordering information sure. for every type of shirt out there. Right. They just might try to put a little markup on it. So I highly recommend you get it yourself. Anyway, okay. that being said, if you don't want to go that route and you just want print on demand connected into your software, mm-hmm. what you'll do is you'll go to um, you go to Printify and you'll just do a search for like 3413C Bella Canvas. Something and like it'll that. show you all of the suppliers who use that shirt, have access to that shirt. Okay. And then you could start putting it in. But if you get stuck there, you know, give me a call. We'll do a little, you know, Zoom call and we'll figure out exactly what we got to do to get down there. And then lastly, you need to. Yeah, uh, I think you said lastly like need, five times. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> this is the absolute very last thing you have to do. I promise you this. Okay. Okay. You got to make your designs. That's exactly what I was going to ask you about is like the design process. The design process. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I did a bunch of Photoshop stuff. I was going to be a graphics designer and go to the San Francisco Art Institute when I was like 16 years old. Okay. But I haven't used Photoshop since 2003. I would leverage somebody else's talents to be able to get this done. And now you have AI. So get a Discord. If you don't already have AI. one, use Midjourney. Midjourney. So Midjourney can generate whatever you want. You could literally type into Midjourney. Imagine slash that's the prompt for Midjourney. It's Imagine slash once you get on the Midjourney account, and then you'll say a tuxedo T-shirt with a plate carrier on outside of it with two grenades hanging on plate carrier, right? And what you could do is you can get really close to a design that you want, yeah, and get some samples and download those samples. Uh huh. Then what you're gonna do is you're gonna go over to Fiverr, Fiverr, F I V E R R dot com or Upwork, yeah. and you're gonna find somebody who will design a T-shirt design. For you, you just type in t-shirt designs on Fiverr, yeah. right? You send them your inspiration based on the photos that you have. That'll be the easiest way to do it. Okay. Right? Where you say, hey, like, because Midjourney won't, like, maybe you want the grenade over here. Right. Not in the center. Right. Midjourney's not going to really do that for you. It's you can, you can things. keep, you can keep reactivating the design. Okay, do that, but put the grenade on the right. Okay, do that, but bring the thing. So you can work it into close to what you want it to be, but ultimately you're going to have a higher success by talking to somebody directly on Fiverr when you get the contract going with them. And you could probably spend 10, 20 bucks to get the final design of one shirt, right? Super right. easy. A right. lot of them will be like, well, I'll design 10 t-shirts for you for a hundred dollars, right? So you get those ideas over to them and they'll give you the proper files to use for Printify when you go to upload them. Okay. That's why you want to use kind of a professional because they'll get you those vector files. They'll get you those PNGs. They'll, they'll size it appropriately for you. You're not going to get those high resolution files that you would probably need off of Midjourney, I don't think, unless you pay the premium on Midjourney. Midjourney may not even be free anymore. You might have to pay for it. Okay. At any rate, definitely get your inspiration from Midjourney. Type out a nice little synopsis of here's how I want it to look so that you have a, a, a very effective way to communicate with the person on Fiverr and then send that package over to them when you find the right one. Okay. Right, when you find the right guy. And right. And then wait for those designs to come back in. Then you'll go to Printify with the individual with the, with the company that prints on the t-shirt that you like, like I explained before. Sure. You'll upload that design into Printify and you'll have them ship you a sample okay. of that design on that shirt. What you might find is that you don't have the target area on Printify to really get, because from what I remember of tuxedo t-shirts, it's kind of a full like sleeve to sleeve all the way to collar design. Um. I, yes, I don't no. think it's just a box with a tuxedo in it, right? I, I think they do like the bow tie and then you've got like a strip down the middle and then, you know, they put the buttons on it and got it pockets. But but if you're going to have a plate carrier where you're going to need like designs rolling up through the shoulders, yeah. you may need a more sophisticated printer okay. to do that design. And it's going to be, it's called full sublimation. Okay. Right. Full sublimation. Yeah. So you would need full sublimation and you might have to contact a local printer to be able to do that for you. Oh, wow. So right. local printers can do full sublimation, Probably. at least in our area that you're aware of? Maybe. 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 I know there are people and there are companies out there that will do full sublimation for you, but okay. I know that they don't do that on Printify. Okay. They give you a design area to work in. Gotcha. They'll be like, "You've here's your parameters. Okay. Put your design within those parameters. If it's outside of those limits and those constraints, it won't get printed. So then I should probably look for a full sublimation DTG company yeah. online. Okay. Yeah, online or locally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would probably be, if that's the plan of your design to kind of encompass the entire shirt, that's yeah. how you're going to want to do it. Okay. So. Yeah, that's, uh, wow. 
That's a and lot then, to digest. Yeah. And if you're really willing to spring and make the investment, there are plenty of companies overseas that right. will that will make that full sublimation shirt for very I mean, you'll be able to get those shirts for probably five bucks landed with okay. the design all over it. Okay. Seriously. Okay. And it's an opportunity for you also to, if you don't want to use their shirts, which I fucking highly recommend that you don't, for you just to send them the shirts and right. then pay the two bucks a shirt that it would cost for them to actually print the entire sublimation on. Okay. You give them the product, they give it back to you with the with the design. But you're gonna want to test market test. with this yeah. here. And if right. it takes off, then you can do those large orders. That's another conversation for another day. We've spent a lot of time on this already. I gotta yeah, wrap it up. I'm actually running out of time as well. But man, super valuable information. I, this is like one of the biggest points that I have struggled with. I, as you mentioned before, I have a cartooning business and you have a car tuning. You tune cars. I, I, yeah. That's actually one of the jokes I use. I, okay. like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Saturday I wanted to make sure that tunes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Saturday, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I but yeah, cartooning okay. business. Um, yeah. yeah I, I calibrate um, engines and transmissions yeah. for uh, vehicles and, like I've kind of been struggling in some regards to get things off the ground. And ultimately a lot of it comes down to, I just don't understand where the resources are to really get things going. Um, so like, this is awesome. And I'm going to be able to kind of take this through both points and yeah. I'm really excited about it. You can apply this to anything. So anything. Yeah, yeah really absolutely. Can. This is fantastic, fantastic information. I, I think like the biggest takeaway that I got from all of this is the, build trust in your customers. Yeah. I mean, I, I am not that typical buyer. I'm not mm -hmm. the guy who would buy from the guy who shows up and he's like, Hey, how's it going? I've just got the slick hair yeah. and you know, the nice suit and everything. Like I am the nerd who would listen to the guy who's disheveled. Like, Oh man, this guy really knows his stuff. Yeah. It's dirty, <laughs> but like, I'm going to, I'm the guy who would go after that market. Right. Whereas like the bulk of people tend to be more in the, they want the they want the flashy the yeah. the clean cut guy. Now, I don't mean flashy by sure. any means. I just mean um, he's respectful. He's respectful. respectful of your time. Right. Right. He he goes he approaches you in a manner that like somebody that you would want to trust approaches you. Absolutely. Right? Like that that isn't giving you the the weird sales pitch and the weird greasy car salesman vibes. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's that's kind a of proper what salesman. A proper salesman and and. And really along those lines is if you just show who you are and you put a face behind the brand, I noticed it took off for us at Tacticon when we started really like putting a face behind the brand. Sure. Here's who I am. Here's who we are. This isn't some random company. As silly as that sounds, even with these t-shirts, it just, it's, it, there's a lot of value add to that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's, man, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. And I'm really man. looking forward to going on this journey with you and it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I floated a, a goal the other day of uh, $100,000 in sales in 60 days. So we'll <laughs> yeah, see, what, yeah, we'll we'll see. see what happens. Um, yeah, man. But yeah. <clears throat> it's all good, man. He, the lofty goals, I told myself I was going to get you know, a million subs on, on YouTube this year. We're yeah. nowhere near it, but we'll, sure. we'll hit 100K at the end of the year. That's exciting. That's great. Yeah. yeah if I yeah. wouldn't have hit that million you know, sub mark, uh, you know, the lofty goal, I may, I may have only landed you know, at half that. I don't know. Right. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it, Shoot it's for cool, the stars, man. land on the moon. Ooh, yeah, that's mm, deep. Some of those like deep advices so, yeah. that I learned in class when I was like fourteen. <laughs> so deep, you put my ass to sleep. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Well, thank you for coming along, and uh, we'll we'll reconvene when some of that stuff is done. If you ever want to pick my brain, feel free. We'll hop on a call. We'll record it, and we'll uh, we'll we will journal our journey, the entire process through this, so other people can do the same.
I'm really excited. Cool. Yeah. Right thanks on. again. Thanks for coming out today.